Hey, girlfriends, welcome to another episode of Girlfriends and Goals. We're your hosts, Miosha and Samaria. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, a little bit of pop culture, and all things womanhood. Our top goal this year is to grow our podcast audience. So if you're new here or you're an avid listener of this podcast, please subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, write a review, and be sure to share this episode with a girlfriend or two. We actually have a special guest today. She's from the My Husband Would Never podcast on Instagram and all platforms. Welcome, Champagne. We're excited to have you back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and hopefully you all have had a chance to listen to our episode, What Do You Bring to the Table? She was our guest on that episode. So if you haven't already, make sure you circle back and listen to that episode. Yes. And so um, what we're going to do today is start with the girlfriend check-in segment. And that's where we ask a question from uh, today, the We're Not Really Strangers game. And today's question is, do you think the image you have of yourself matches the image people see you as? So Champagne, I'm going to start with you since you're our special guest. What do you think? I would have to give that a no. I would have to give it a no. For some reason, I I always get that um, I'll meet somebody and then they'll be like, wow, you're really funny or wow, you're really you're down to earth. And I'm like, did I not present that way at first? Or what did you think I was? Actually, don't tell me. Don't tell me what you thought I was. Thank you for saying I was funny and down to earth. I accept that. I internalize that. Oh, man. I have a friend um, who, like, the first time I met her, I was like, I would never talk to her. She just seems so, like, standoffish. But she's completely the opposite. And I'm so glad, like, I know her. Uh, like, I'm so glad we were able to actually talk because mm-hmm. I would have been like, I'm not talking to that girl. <laughs> but um, yeah, what about you, Miosha? Yeah, I've actually had similar reactions from people. So I'd say no, in that I've gotten, dang, girl, you're very friendly, you're very social. Uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the way I carry myself. Maybe because I'm not super smiley out in public. It seems like people are surprised at how friendly I am or how I'm, I guess, easy to connect with or how I'll reach out to them uh, to form relationships. So yeah, I've gotten that a few times. So there definitely must be something to it. But I promise I am pretty friendly. And if I say I'm going to hit you up to hang out, I will. (laughs) Yeah. So this one is is tricky for me um, because what I get a lot when I meet people who've only seen me on like Instagram or like through YouTube or whatever, they think I am much taller than I actually am. Like people think I'm like five, seven, five, eight. (laughs) And that's such a compliment to me because I actually, like, I feel like I am. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I know I'm not like on most days, I don't see myself as small as um, 
I actually am. Like I have to remind myself, okay, don't put yourself in this situation because you are five one and somebody could kidnap you or something like that. Like, You're five one? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't Turn think up. you were five one. I mean, I've been getting that as well. Like people have been asking me, well, everybody knows I'm on the dating apps. And if you don't know, listen to my husband would never. <laughs> but I've been getting like, how tall are you? I'm five, four and three quarters. And I, I, I stand tall on that three quarters. I have to say the three quarters. But I thought you were taller than that. I did too. Really? What is, how tall did you think I was? I thought you were like five, five, eight. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay. I like give big, tall energy on social media. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I like that which is fine because I'm always in heels anyway. So like, you're not going to see me at five, four and three quarters unless we are on a different level. So typically I'm between five, six and five, eight. Okay. Okay. Five, one. Yeah. And I always wear flats. So that, that makes it even worse for me. Like I never (laughs) wear heels. I have them for like a photo shoot or two, but no, I do not on a day-to-day basis wear any heels. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see how from pictures, people would think that you were taller. I could see that even though I'm your friend and I'm used to being around you in person. Yes, you do give off big energy, tall energy. But I also think it's because you do have a little bit longer torso. If your torso is longer, you look taller. Yeah, so I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, that, that must be it because a lot of pictures <laughs> are for, yeah, you're right. That's what it is. But I, I enjoy being 5'8 on the internet, child. <laughs> I'm for it. <laughs> All right. We're going to jump into today's topic, which is what are we? And we wanted to cover this topic because we know that many women can relate to being in a situation with a guy where you really like him and he's shown romantic interest in you. You're doing all the things that people in, in a relationship would do. You're acting like a couple, but the status just isn't quite clear. But before we jump into the topic for today, we wanted to list out the different relationship situations that we've heard of and what we think that they mean. Now, we know that everyone can have their own meanings, but we're just giving what we think that they mean. And so, Samaria, I'll start with you. If you could just give a few words on what and how you would describe dating. Okay. So, and I think dating, I think two people who aren't exclusive, they might hang out sometimes. Um, They might go on dates but they haven't made that like jump into, okay, we are in a relationship, we're committed to one another. So if you told me you were dating and like today you're dating one person, the next day you're dating somebody else, that like to me, that makes sense (laughs) because you're in the dating phase. So I wouldn't consider that exclusive at all. Okay, Miss Champagne, how would you describe exclusively dating? Exclusively dating means that we are seeing each other exclusively, 100%, meaning that we are not entertaining anybody else romantically, we're not entertaining anybody else intimately in any of those ways, and that we're continuing to explore the capacities of that relationship to see if it can be something long-term. Okay, okay. All right, and then the next one is committed relationship, and I think this is pretty obvious, but well, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> sorry, because <laughs> I would have thought um, exclusively dating 
mm-hmm. and relationship were the same, but now I'm like, maybe there's it's not, it's not. not. We're going to get into um, those differences later on in the podcast, but committed relationship, I would say you are only involved with that person romantically, maybe physically, you're not exploring other options. And even if you aren't, say, headed down the path of engagement and marriage, it's understood on both sides that you're only seeing and entertaining each other. And then there's also this, I think, accountability factor in being committed to one another that I think maybe is missing in the exclusively dating category. And then the next two engaged or married, we don't have to get into those because it's obvious. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So what I want to ask you guys is if you were like getting into a relationship with somebody, does the guy have to specifically ask you to be his girlfriend or do you feel like after a period of time, it's just understood? And Champagne, we'll start with you. It's never just understood. There has to be some sort of communication aspect going on throughout the length of the relationship. And we should start with what our end goal is. Like imagine you're running a relay race with somebody and they're going forward and you're going backwards and you, you're attempting to reach the goal together. You're attempting to reach the finish line together. It's just not going to happen. That, that needs to be clearly defined from the moment that we interact so that there's no muddiness throughout the entirety of the relationship, whether it be exclusive, non-exclusive. That's just my sneaky link. We need to be communicating that. We should have added sneaky link to the relationship status. <laughs> All right, Samaria. Um, I would agree with that. Like there's no, oh yeah, it's just understood after a while. Um, I don't, I think I need some type of display of, hey, is this where you want to be? This is what I want. I need someone who's like certain about where they're going. And I need mm-hmm. you to initiate that like conversation with me and let me know this is what I want. Make sure I'm on the same page and then we go into it. But um, I would never assume and hopefully nobody would assume that about me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, third time to charm, I'd have to agree with what both of you all have to say. I never want to assume it needs to be a conversation very specific about where we stand. However, I will say that this does work for some people and I've seen it mm-hmm. where you may have a couple and you ask them like, oh, well, when did y'all start dating? And they're like, actually, we don't know the date. You know, we just, it just kind of happened. <laughs> and, and I've heard that more than once. So clearly it's a thing. Um, And it works for some people, but I can't say that I necessarily want to take that route. Like I need a, I need a date, an anniversary date. (laughs) (laughs) So from your experience, Champagne, what do you think drives people to be in the position where they're questioning their romantic situation of what are we? And do you think that being in this unknown gray area is okay or do you think that it causes conflict? So for those of y'all that don't know, I have a degree in communication studies and public relations, and I have a specific interest in interpersonal communication. Okay. There is no need for unknown and uncertainties in any sort of relationship being that said. 
we need to make sure that we are DTR. We are defining the relationship extremely early on. If I'm on the apps and I'm swiping, I'm just like, I want a little something to keep me warm at night, or I want something uh, a little bit more serious, a little bit more long-term, that should be communicated early on. That should be communicated before we even meet each other in person, or that should be communicated on the first date so that we're on the same page. There should be no areas of unknown. And the only reason that this question is asked or presented in a relationship is when there is uh, an element of unknown. We should be constantly communicating what we are getting out of that relationship. Like this is an ongoing conversation. And sometimes that changes. Sometimes it's like, I went into this situation thinking like, oh, this person was real fine, real sexy. Like they made me feel excited. (laughs) And eventually after time, you're like, wait, this person is real fun, real fine, real sexy. And I want them to be just mine. So we should be constantly communicating that so that we're on the same page. And if we're being honest, you, you already know the answer. Many questions at this big age <laughs> that you are asking, you already know the answer to. You're just wanting confirmation. Well, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that you, first of all, DTR, um, okay. the way I'm about to use that. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that you brought up like the dating app um, situation because I don't like, I actually don't know what the etiquette is for that. Um, I'm not on apps, but I wouldn't have known, oh, hey, before somebody meets you in person, that's like exactly that's a conversation that you guys need to have way in advance. Um, so yeah, look at you dropping some knowledge here for us. Miosha, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I'd say whether you're interested in moving forward or not, you just want to establish clear boundaries mm-hmm. of where you stand on both sides, just so there's less confusion. And I don't think, like most people don't want to find themselves in a situation where they're thinking that the relationship is more than what it is. So I guess it's a little bit of a gut check, like Champagne said, you probably already know. So maybe if things are uncertain, but you're seeing signs that, hey, this person doesn't wanna move forward, you're like, oh, let me go ahead and ask. And then on the opposite side too, you know, maybe they do and they just haven't gotten around to communicating it to you. Now, as far as it being okay, I'd say being in that uncertain area for a little bit of time is okay. And I think for some people, it can be even a little bit exciting. And I'd even say most relationships that maybe progress to being committed, even if it's just for a few days, you might find yourself being in this space of, well, we haven't quite talked about it yet, um, but we're headed in that direction. And so that time period, whether it's a day or two, Mm -hmm. hopefully not too much longer, or for some people, they're okay with it being longer. I think either way, you might find yourself in that space, but the amount of time matters. Mm. Yeah, I I was going to say, I I actually do think it might be something that causes conflict, maybe not conflict, but definitely insecurity. Like if you're in a situation where you feel like you're committed, like you Mm. maybe have already um, made that step in your mind where you're like, okay, this is it for me, but the other person isn't like reciprocating that, I think there could be some conflict there. But yeah, I guess 
what are your thoughts since I brought up the whole insecurity thing? So if you feel like you're in a situation where you need to ask a man, oh, what are we? Is that something that you think women should initiate or do you think the man should initiate that? (laughs) I'm like, I should have called my therapist before we got to talking because... So my last relationship, actually, um, we were in the dating phase for a year before we defined the relationship and became exclusive. And the reason that I did that was because in my previous relationships, I was like so quick to go after the title, so quick to, to lock this person down and be exclusive with them. And then I got to know them as we were being exclusive. So I went into this previous relationship saying, okay, I'm going to go with the flow and I'm going to explore this person, know them in all of their emotions. And then, and then I can make that decision if, uh, of, if we want to be exclusive, if we want to be just focused solely on each other. And once we made that decision to solely focus on each other, the relationship lasted for two months. (laughs) You know what? That reminds me of people who like are together for all these years and then they get married and get divorced immediately. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Hey, listen, at least you try something different, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Miosha, what do you think? I'd say it's a no for me. I wouldn't initiate this question. I know for some women, they would be okay with it, but I'm also the woman who wouldn't ask for a man's phone number. I probably would not ask a man out on a date. I know I wouldn't, especially (laughs) like we're initially dating. And I also wouldn't propose to a man. So I think it's just keeping in Miosha fashion (laughs) where this is probably a conversation I wouldn't initiate. And I don't know, for me, I'd, if I got to the point where I was questioning it, and a decent amount of time that I felt comfortable with had gone by, I would probably remove myself from the situation or back away from it, stop doing things that's headed in that direction if he hasn't spoken up to said anything. For me, I would just need you to initiate that the same way that you're going to initiate looking for a ring, getting down on one knee and doing all the yeah. other and that is just me. Hmm. I understand different things work for different people. I'm going to add a different perspective. I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with initiating the conversation. I think if you're in a place where you're like, okay, I think I'm kind of sure about this person, but they haven't made that move. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with communicating, hey, um, I think we're cool. And this is something that I would be looking forward to. Like, let me know where you stand. I I just think it's important to have in your mind that if they're not ready, you absolutely need to remove yourself. So uh, I think the reason why I think it's worth a conversation is because if that's something you really want, I think you owe it to yourself to pursue it. <laughs> I I. I hesitate to use the word pursue because I don't want it to seem like I think women should be pursuing men because I'm not of that mind at all. But I do think if it's like something that's bothering you, I do think you should communicate it because they might not see what you're seeing. 
And um, this reminds me of a conversation with a friend of mine um, who's in a relationship and she was talking about engagement. And she said, that's something that she and her partner talk about a lot because she doesn't like women having to be in limbo and waiting for whenever this man is ready to pop the question. She's like, I want to be as involved in this as he is. I want to know because this is my life that's about to change too. So I want to know, hey, what time frames are we thinking about this? What time frames are we like thinking about that so that she can better prepare herself? So yeah, not to say women have to pursue or anything like that, but if it's something that's on your heart, I do believe in communicating it and um, just being prepared for either either way. Okay. So I wanted to ask you guys, have you heard of a dating arrangement where someone says, oh, I'm dating you exclusively, but we're not in a relationship, which is kind of like what we talked about at the beginning with those different phases. Uh, so mm -hmm. I'm ready to be educated on this. But this question was inspired by Jessie Wu. If you guys are on the internet, you might know her, but she did a vlog where she said a guy presented that to her like, oh, we're dating exclusively. So she thought, oh, they, this is a relationship. But then later on, he goes, no, we're dating exclusively, but we weren't in a relationship. So I don't know, have you guys heard of this type of arrangement? And how do you feel about it? So as I've already talked about just a little bit before, I was in that situation and I do not suggest that situation. It was extremely confusing. I was meeting homeboys, friends. I was meeting family, like, but there had not been a conversation of what are our titles? What are our significance in each other's life? And I was extremely confused to the point where I had to bring up that conversation. I had to have that moment where I asked, what are we? Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I felt extremely vulnerable. I wasn't, I didn't have this wall up that I've challenged all these different people to climb. Because again, in that previous relationship, I was approaching it from a different mindset. Like I've done it the same way every single time. Let me practice patience. Let me practice um, let me practice discernment in this situation. And, and then we got to the point where we had to have that conversation and we decided to be exclusive. And then once we decided, actually we were previously exclusive months prior, we just hadn't both told each other that we deleted our dating apps and we weren't going on other dates and things of that nature. We decided that, hey, this is my girlfriend. This is my boyfriend. And then a couple months later, we just, it, it didn't work. So I, I really wouldn't suggest that route to anybody. I, I suggest being extremely upfront. Even if you feel that you're in a position where it's like, hey, I have, I've dated up, down, left, right, northwest, south, all of that, <laughs> east. <laughs> and I don't want to have a relationship tomorrow, mm. but I know at the end of the day, I would like to grow old with somebody at the end of the day, I would like to be married or whatever that looks like for you. That's something that needs to be communicated up front so that everybody in that situation knows how to move correctly, knows how to run that race in the same direction and not saying that love is a race, but it's a good metaphor. <laughs> Yes. So before Jesse Wu's vlog, I hadn't heard of this, or maybe I just hadn't thought about it. But 
Yeah, I'd agree that it probably isn't the best to linger in that situation for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned earlier, I think the biggest difference between exclusively dating and being in a committed relationship is the accountability and responsibility piece, where you kind of get the perks of being a couple, doing things together, maybe more surface level, but then certain expectations and accountability isn't there. And so I don't know, for me, over a period of time, I would start to question like, okay, so you want the perks of having you know, being a couple mm -hmm. to a certain extent, but then you don't want to fully buy into the status because that means that, you know, you may have to step up and be there at certain hard moments. Expectations are different. And if you're not my man, you know, in Jesse Wu's case, he basically said to her like, yeah, I know we've been traveling here, traveling there, named our kids, <laughs> doing all the things, <laughs> but no, you're, I'm not your man. Mm, yeah. It just, I, I think there's like a certain level of security that comes yeah. with, okay, perfectly defined boundaries. Like this is us, we're moving together. And I think it's a game to have someone in a situation where they feel like I'm secure, like they have a false sense of security. And then you go ahead and like pull the rug up from out of them. I think that's absolutely classless. Um, so yeah, I... I obviously hadn't heard about this, but I wouldn't recommend just because of that whole security thing. Like if we're in this, we're in this. You're not about to be hearing my best jokes, okay? <laughs> Enjoying <laughs> my company. <laughs> and you haven't like put a title on it. You haven't shown me that that's the direction you're moving in. So yeah, I am 100% against it. And then I'd add that if you aren't in a committed relationship, I think it just leaves way too much room for you to be in a situation where you just want to do whatever you want to do, but then you don't feel the need to go back and communicate and say, oh, well, we're not exclusively dating anymore. You know, it's like that accountability isn't there. So it always leaves somewhat of an open door, which to a certain extent, even with a committed relationship, you're not married. So even that, you know, even that's a little bit murky, but I think if you're just exclusively dating, that conversation hasn't been had that, oh, we're in a relationship, they could easily find themselves just like, oh, well, I saw this person I was interested and I acted on it. And then they don't feel the need to owe you maybe an explanation or say yeah. anything because technically you're not together. You know what the problem is that I have with that is that... Um... Usually it'll be women who are like, oh, well, since I'm exclusively dating, I'm not going to see anybody else. So then they just like restrict any other options that they have. They're over here acting like someone who's in a relationship instead of getting out there and seeing who else might be a better fit for me than this person. So that's like a huge problem that I have with it is that women tend to um, be the ones who are like, okay, I'm going to not date around. I'm going to just restrict my time and dedicate my time to this one person. So if, if it were the case where, you know, both the man and the woman were out here like, okay, we're still seeing other people, then I might be more in favor of this. But like in Jesse's situation where she was like, oh no, this is it for me. And he's like, girl, what? You know, like that that's a problem for me. What man? So <laughs> champagne, <laughs> I want you to respond to this. 
after a certain age, you shouldn't call a man your boyfriend. He's either your friend, your fiance, or husband. It sounds like you have some healing to do. (laughs) Every time you've put a title on something, somebody's pulled the rug out from under you and you finally decided to call this person your boyfriend or even call this person your best friend and they just didn't live up to your expectations. We should not bring murkiness and unclarity into situations because of our past traumas. Mm. Call it what it is. If it's a nectarine, I'm gonna call it a nectarine. If it's a peach, I'm gonna call it that. And I won't confuse either. (laughs) I will not confuse it. You need to make sure that you are, come on, Samaria, DTR. You are defining the relationship. Continuously, we should continuously be checking in, in our romantic lives, in our plutonic lives, where we're at in those relationships, so that we're making sure we're meeting, meeting our expectations. I would like to know what age that is. And um, that's only because I've watched like some of the Breakfast Club interviews. And I don't know if this happened recently, but Angela, you would be like, oh, yeah, because I went to this place and my boyfriend said this. And people would be in the comments like, oh, she's 40 years old and she has a boyfriend. Isn't she ashamed? You're still, you're 40 and still classified by your boyfriend? I'm like, well, if it's her boyfriend, what do you want her to call him? (laughs) (laughs) What do you want her to say? Um, But yeah, I... I actually hadn't heard about this, but I will say um, it is common in like some African cultures, mine, um, for like everybody to call your boyfriend your friend. <laughs> like it's not, like, and it's not something to take offense to. It's just what they do. Like, oh, how's your friend doing? And they could mean, you know, your boyfriend, but in no disrespect, it's just, they think of it as that's that's your friend until y'all are engaged then he's something else (laughs) so yeah yeah so I didn't know this was a thing I'd say until the last few years where someone close to me said it and I think for me I, I guess I could kind of understand it if you maybe get to a certain age so like Samaria said like what is that cutoff because I think for certain older people they may feel like the boyfriend status um, is something that people do in their youth. Mm. And so if they've already been married or they've gone a certain period of time never being married, they may say, okay, you're just going to be my friend until we make that lifetime commitment. So like you said, people were giving Angela Yee grief in the comments, which I think 40 is young. Interesting that people were giving her that feedback, but I've definitely seen where I would say people in their 50s and up, where if he or she introduces a person as their girlfriend or boyfriend, people are just like, huh, okay, so when are y'all getting married? (laughs) Hmm. So what do you call them? Like just say, oh, this is my man or this is my woman? Like what? I've heard them introduce as friend or partner significant other like I've heard that as well like this is my significant other xyz and maybe it's because they they see the boyfriend girlfriend as childish or just something that you may have done in your 20s and 30s before you got engaged and married yeah I'm not really sure but it wasn't something I thought of 
or even knew about until the last few years. And then I started paying attention to the older people in my life. And they will always say, this is my friend. No matter if they presented this person as more than that. Yeah, that, that's my friend. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> I talked to this older woman recently and she was telling me, she was like, oh yeah, my, um, my future fiance lives in this place. So I'm thinking about moving there. And I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> she better claim it. Okay. It's not like, <laughs> I Go guess ahead and maybe, <laughs> okay. Cause, cause she was like, yeah, I'm going to move um, to his state, but I want to live in the same house yet. I'm going to move slowly, but yeah, she sure did call him her, her future fiance. And I was like, okay, we just, he's not a boyfriend she's like I know where this is going he knows where it's going so that's what he's gonna be my future fiance I was like okay girl you got it <laughs> wow yeah. so Samaria and Champagne do you have any advice for young younger women who may find themselves in a situation where they're questioning their relationship status so we'll start with Champagne you know how I feel I have I have beat down on this point. We should be clearly communicating from the beginning where we are going. And I'll, I'll switch it up for you. We're not on a race. Now we're on a road trip, but we're taking two different cars. We're taking two different cars and we're saying we're going on a vacation and it's going to be a good vacation and we're going to have a good time. But we never say where we're going to. Mm. We're going to likely end up in two different places. Yeah. So young women, let me tell you this. Your voice is important. Your voice matters as much as your partner's voice in that relationship. You should be 100% clear about what you want. I know you know what you want. And I know, I know he's fine. I know they are really attractive. I know they have the best smile that you've ever seen. I know. But just know if they're not on that road trip with you to the same location, it's, it will never work out. It will never, ever, ever work out. And, and listen to me because I've been there. I've done that. And you might have to do it to figure it out too. But make sure that you are communicating properly, properly your destination mm -hmm. from day one so that you don't end up in two different places. Yes. Or what might happen is there won't be a road trip at all. If you, if you keep saying, oh, we're going on a road trip and nobody knows where you're going, <laughs> cars might stay parked and we're not going nowhere. Um, I'm related, but I remember hearing this YouTuber say something like, uh, if I go out and I meet a guy who has a, a girlfriend and we hit it off and we start dating, she said, I didn't steal her boyfriend. I found my husband and I'm like, excuse me. And it's a YouTuber I like to, I'm like, maybe she ain't mean it that way. I'm like that's, that's a lot. So even if we define the relationships out here, you think it's all fair game. If the person's not engaged or married, like, what is this? Um, but yeah, to answer the question, I, I agree. I don't think there's anything wrong with communicating, but I do think uh, if you communicate what it is that you want and that person's not on the same page, be okay with walking away because you're not going to find what you want in that place. Like once they've made it clear to you, that's not what I want. 
right now or whenever if they say it's not what I want right now um don't stick around for the time when they do want it <laughs> please don't don't do that okay because it it almost never works and I know you feel like you're gonna be the exception because you know everybody feels like they're just so exceptional but honestly go with the statistics here it's probably not going to work in your favor so if you have to have that conversation to clarify hey this is where I stand make sure you're ready to be out of there if that's not where they stand, if they're not standing in the same place. So yeah, that that's the advice that I would I would give. All of the advice that Champagne and Samira have given, I think can be applied to middle-aged and older women as well. Time is of the essence. We only have one life to live. And even if you are older, I can't imagine that over a period of time, it will feel good not knowing where you stand with a person. And I'd, I'd also assume that just because you get to a certain age, that maybe those desires of marriage or committed relationship just magically go away. So no matter your age, I'd say take that advice. And I understand, as Champagne said, that some things we just have to learn through experience, but just be mindful of the time. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. You've heard our thoughts on this topic, but we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Girlfriends and Goals podcast, where we'll continue this conversation over the next week. If you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do that now. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.